destiny is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice it is not a thing to be waited for it's a thing to be achieved hi i'm bhavana a personal productivity coach our life is full of choices and compromises at first glance it might seem that there is a contradiction in the statement that life is full of choices and compromises If life is full of choices where is the question of compromise but even a compromise is a choice when we eat too much we make a choice to be overweight when we drink too much we make a choice to have a headache the next day when we ill treat people we choose to be ill treated in return when we don't care about other people we choose not to be cared for by them choices have consequences the most important thing to understand is that we are all free to the point of making choices but after we make a choice the choice controls the chooser we have no more choices what is success series of positive choices is called success and series of negative choices is called failure we have an equal opportunity to be unequal the choice is ours life can be compared to a pottery maker who shapes clay in any form he wants similarly we can mold our lives into any shape we want the choice is ours thank you Destiny is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice it is not a thing to be waited for it's a thing to be achieved hi i'm bhavana a personal productivity coach our life is full of choices and compromises at first glance it might seem that there is a contradiction in the statement that life is full of choices and compromises If life is full of choices where is the question of compromise but even a compromise is a choice when we eat too much we make a choice to be overweight when we drink too much we make a choice to have a headache the next day when we ill treat people we choose to be ill treated in return when we don't care about other people we choose not to be cared for by them choices have consequences the most important thing to understand is that we are all free to the point of making choices but after we make a choice the choice controls the chooser we have no more choices what is success series of positive choices is called success and series of negative choices is called failure we have an equal opportunity to be unequal the choice is ours life can be compared to a pottery maker who shapes clay in any form he wants similarly we can mold our lives into any shape we want the choice is ours thank you
destiny is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice it is not a thing to be waited for it's a thing to be achieved hi i'm bhavana a personal productivity coach our life is full of choices and compromises at first glance it might seem that there is a contradiction in the statement that life is full of choices and compromises If life is full of choices where is the question of compromise but even a compromise is a choice when we eat too much we make a choice to be overweight when we drink too much we make a choice to have a headache the next day when we ill treat people we choose to be ill treated in return when we don't care about other people we choose not to be cared for by them choices have consequences the most important thing to understand is that we are all free to the point of making choices but after we make a choice the choice controls the chooser we have no more choices what is success series of positive choices is called success and series of negative choices is called failure we have an equal opportunity to be unequal the choice is ours life can be compared to a pottery maker who shapes clay in any form he wants similarly we can mold our lives into any shape we want the choice is ours thank you Hello can you hear Yes yes i can hear Okay Good morning i'm Bhavana Today i'm interviewing an amazing personality Toastmaster Riya Sayaf He is my mentor and always an inspiration for me to grow Hi Riya welcome Hi Bhavana thank you very much Okay can we start Yes sure Okay If your actions inspire others to dream more learn more and do more and become more you are a leader ladies and gentlemen today it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce such a leader before you toastmaster riya sayaf he is a successful entrepreneur a trainer who was formerly associated with aditya birla group he is the co-founder of samatwa the center for excellence and grooms wedding hub Moreover he is an internationally certified NLP practitioner and an established public speaker who has won various laurels in Kerala and Karnataka He has been certified as a competent com- communicator and leader by Toastmasters International He has served as the founder president of ABBS Toastmasters vice president education of Calicut Toastmasters Club Pathway Guide and Ambassador of Toastmasters International and above all, the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub. So let me welcome Toastmaster Riyas. Hi Riyas, how are you? Hi Bhavana, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, me too good. Okay. And thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Can you explain in brief your exciting journey from a normal government school boy 
to the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub? Yeah, sure. That's always exciting for me too. So the journey started like any other typical government school kid. So I have started my schooling from GUPS Vadadala, where I have done till my seventh grade. And then I moved to HS Pengyamuk, where I have completed my high schooling. Mm. So just like any other school kid, mm. I was like a normal kid who doesn't have any idea about what going to do next, or uh, I had no ambition, goals, or any plans for the future. Mm. So it was like in the moment, just have fun, be with your friends, and that mood. So after doing, after completing my 10th standard, so the grade were like, okay, okay, mm. average. So just like any other, any other average kid do, I chose to do commerce in my plus one, plus two. So after plus one, plus two commerce, what is next for an average kid? That's BCO. Mm. So that's what the custom that we do follow here. So I decided to do the BCOM in Calicut University in one of the uh, nearest college uh, from my native. So completed BCOM as well, just like any other kid who went there just to have a blast in the college. Now the picture, picture actually started changing after I completed BCOM. Because that's the time, most of the time, most of the students like me will be starting thinking about the future. That will be the time their parents want them to be on their own, to stand on their own feet. So that's the time that we will start feeding the heat. So at that particular time, I was like, okay, so what's next? Now it's time for me to get out of the comfort zone. So I wanted to do MBA, but uh, at that particular point of time, the financial situation and everything was like not very uh, favor for me. So I decided like that I'll go and do any crash course and will go for a job. Mm -hmm. So the course that was on the peak then was logistics and cargo management. I was about to go and join for that. Mm -hmm. Then one evening I got a call from one of my uh, brother, mm -hmm. one of my brother-in-law actually, so he asked me about, okay, yes, you had a plan to join for NPR, right? So what happened to that plan? Mm. So I said, like, okay, so that's not going to happen now. Maybe I will do it later after I get a job. Then he said, okay, that's not how it's supposed to happen. You do one thing, forget about everything. Decide that you are going to do this and find a college. Let's do rest everything. I will take care. So that was the turning point, the first turning point. Mm. I went to Bangalore to pursue MBA. I joined Ajara Bangalore Business School where the second and third turning point happened. The second turning point was joining Toastmasters International. Mm. I met a faculty over there. Uh, she has introduced Toastmasters International to our college. We worked together. So when she said it was all about public speaking, I realized that was the skill that I needed to be who I'm destined to be. And in order to get a job that's very important, that's very crucial, I realized that and I jumped in, okay, I'm in, I said. We worked together to form the club for eight months and uh, we started the club after so much struggle. And that was the second turning point. I started speaking, I started meeting people, and life started changing. Mm -hmm. 
And the third turning point came when I decided to join in Aditya Birla. Mm -hmm. So during the campus placement, mm -hmm. you know what happened? The first, a company came. I have attended the interview, I got rejected, first level. Second interview, again, first level rejected. Third interview, second level. Fourth interview, I could secure the job, but I did not join. And finally, the fifth interview, I got selected in Aditya Birla. So I decided to join, and I worked there for three and a half years during that particular period. Uh, I was one among the top five employees who got promoted as a part of a program. They have introduced a program called Pragati. Mm -hmm. And I was one among the five in, across India to get promoted. Mm -hmm. So I worked there for three and a half years. Then I have uh, shifted. I have actually uh, shifted the company and I joined with Raymond as uh, their area manager franchisee role. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for a couple of months and then I have started Grooms. Mm -hmm. And today, we have started like uh, two and a half years before with a borrowed capital of 8 lakh rupees. Mm. And within these two and a half years, we are at 2.5 crore business doing business across the state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the story about from a school kid who is a government school kid to the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub. Indeed, an exciting journey. Yeah, really. Thank you. Okay. Along with an established motivational trainer, mentor, and public speaker, you are an entrenched entrepreneur too. Who or what ignited the passion for speaking in your mind? Yeah. So from the from my childhood, I love to speak. Yeah. As we always say, majority of the population has this uh, fear of public speaking. It's actually a blessing in disguise for the people who can actually speak because they will always get the opportunities. So I'm always grateful for all the opportunities that I have got from the schoolings. And uh, of course, Toastmasters gave me a platform where I can actually learn this art. But if there is one person who ignited me to go from one level to next level, who realized my potential, yeah. who believed in me, who inspired me, that is Sijil, whom again I met in Toastmasters. So he was the one who trusted me, trusted the speaker in me first, and then everything started changing. So it's the whole credit goes to Sijil. Yeah, that's really great. Yes. Uh, is your way from an average boy to the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub is a bed of roses or full of thorns? What do you think? Or how do you feel? Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, it's obviously there will be full of thrones, mm -hmm. definitely, because uh, I have completed my schooling in the vernacular language and then I landed in Bangalore where I felt like I was from a different planet because I was not knowing anything. I was not able to understand anything in the classroom as well. Mm -hmm. So I had very difficult time. Mm -hmm. So there was instances where, uh, like, Couple of months, I did not understand anything what's going on in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And then I started understanding something. Mm -hmm. And then when I was asked to ask questions, mm -hmm. though I know the answers, I, know, I was in a state like, mm -hmm. I don't have a voice. I was not able to speak. Mm -hmm. So that was a terrible state. Mm -hmm. And then again, I made a terrible mistake in front of two mm -hmm. 
50 students in a seminar hall. And everybody laughed at me. That was a very difficult situation for me. And then that day I decided, okay, so I'm going to learn this language. I'm going to do anything what it takes to. So when I'm talking about it, it's a lot of challenges because the first challenge is with yourself because you have to be in control. You have to be on track. You cannot make an excuse. So when all of my friends were actually partying hard, I was there attending meetings over there. When everybody was playing, I was in the library. When everybody was enjoying their vacation at their homes, I stayed back in the hostel to learn more. So it was a transition period. It was definitely full of thrones. You need to walk through the thrones and you need to feel that pain. And definitely everything will pay off. So what I have learned from that journey is, if you know what you want, and if you know what is the price that you are going to pay, or you will have to pay, and if you are ready to pay that price, definitely it will reward you. So it was a, a journey that's full of thrones even. That was the transformation period. Once you went through that, then it's like, okay, so now you can achieve anything that you want. You will never feel like that you are walking through the throne. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, very inspiring. Thank you. Then can you share us some important ideas we should keep in mind while we are in charge of a dais to do a presentation? As you are an uh, established public speaker, you can give us many ideas. You can share with us many yeah. ideas. Where where we can uh, be a better presentator. Sure. So uh, I have seen many people who have the potential mm. to be amazing speakers, but they are still struggling. Yeah. So the basic problem is mm. uh, they are focusing on themselves. Mm. Every time they are going to give a presentation, they are focusing on themselves. Okay, so what people think about me? Mm. What if I make a mistake? What if I stumble? So that's the kind of thought everybody will have. Mm. But the thing is, mm. your audience wants you to do the best. Mm. Your audience are there to support you. Mm. Now, what's most important thing that you need to keep in mind? The first thing, it's not the messenger who is important, but the message. Yeah. It's not about you, but it's always about the message that you have. It's about the information that you have. So that will actually take away the pressure from your shoulder. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, you are speaking not to impress, but you are there to express. Mm -hmm. Again, that is taking away the focus from you. Mm -hmm. You are there to share your ideas. You are there to, uh, you are there to help your audience mm -hmm. with the message, with the information that you have. Mm -hmm. It's always about that. And the third thing, it's uh, very important. It's very fascinating. Uh, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Mm. Have fun. Mm. Never ever follow or never ever strive to become perfectionist. It's not about perfection. It's all about progress. You will make mistakes, but have fun with it. Mm. So these are the three things that I would tell to anybody who is actually striving to become a speaker. Must have a clear message. Then we should have uh, crack some fun along with uh, our talking. And yes. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, yeah. 
Okay, okay, thank you. Then, leaders are made, not born. Leadership is a set of skills that can be learned by training, perception, practice, and experience over time. According to you, what's the most essential quality of a leader? Okay. So, to name the qualities of a leader who should, uh, like, do amazing, there are a lot, and there are a lot of people, a lot of illuminates uh, leaders who are actually talking about different leadership qualities. Among all, what is my favorite is what Simon Sinek said, be a person who is very compassionate towards the people around you. So compassion is one quality, but I strongly believe what I strongly follow and what gave me the best result is compassion. Whenever I'm being compassionate towards my employees, towards my team members, I have got the better results. So if you are not getting a result from one of your employees, if you are a compassionate leader, first thing that you would do is you will go up to him and you will ask, hey, is everything okay there? Is everything work fine with you? Are you finding any difficulty? Can I help you with something? So the moment that you ask that, the other person will feel like, okay, so I'm considered. I'm feeling, I'm, I mean, I'm being understood. So that is, that is kind of feeling that you will, that will make you feel obliged. And you will, you will definitely feel from inside, okay, so I have to give back. This person cares so much. So that has actually helped me a lot in my personal life as well as my uh, entrepreneurial life. So that is the quality that I would really recommend to have in any leader. Of course. And almost all the Toastmasters are really compassionate though. Definitely, definitely. That's how the mentor mentorship works. Every mentor cares a lot about the mentors. They always want others to reach to their best potential. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, Riyadh. It's indeed a great pleasure for all of us spending time with you and learning from you. Your pleasure, are, pleasure. Uh, yeah. Your words are not only inspiring, but also an insight on how a leader should be. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, and thank you very much for the opportunity. I had fun. I had like a very good time sharing whatever the little things that I have experienced. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Bhavna, and wish you all the best for all the programs that you are, you have been doing, and you will be doing. Okay. Best of luck. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Hello. Can you hear? Yes. Yes, I can hear. Okay. Good morning. I'm Bhavana. Today I'm interviewing an amazing personality, Toastmaster Ria Sayof. He is my mentor and always an inspiration for me to grow. Hi Riyas, welcome. Hi Bhavana, thank you very much. Okay, can we start? Yes, sure. Okay. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, and do more and become more you are a leader ladies and gentlemen today it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce such a leader before you toastmaster ria Seyf. he is a successful entrepreneur a trainer who was formerly associated with aditya birla group 
He is the co-founder of Samatwa, the Center for Excellence and Groom's Wedding Hub. Moreover, he is an internationally certified NLP practitioner and an established public speaker who has won various laurels in Kerala and Karnataka. He has been certified as a competent com- communicator and leader by Toastmasters International. He has served as the founder president of ABBS Toastmasters, vice president education of Calicut Toastmasters Club, pathway guide and ambassador of Toastmasters International and above all the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub. So let me welcome Toastmaster Riaz. Hi Riaz, how are you? Hi Bhavana, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, me too good. Okay. And thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Can you explain in brief your exciting journey from a normal government school boy to the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub? Yeah, sure. That's always exciting for me too. So, the journey started like any other typical government school kid. So I have started my schooling from GUPS Vadadala where I have done till my 7th grade and then I moved to HS Pengamuk where I have completed my high school. So just like any other school kid, I was like a normal kid who doesn't have any idea about what going to do next or uh, I had no ambition, goals or any plans for the future. So we were like in the moment, just have fun, be with your friends and that mood. So after doing, after completing my 10th standard, so the grade were like, okay, okay, average. So just like any other, any other average kid do, I chose to do commerce in my plus one, plus two. So after plus one, plus two commerce, what is next for an average kid? That's Beko. So that's what the custom that we do follow here. So I decided to do the BCom in Calicut University in one of the uh, nearest college uh, from my native. So completed BCom as well, just like any other kid who went there just to have a blast in the college. Now the picture, picture actually started changing after I completed BCom. Because that's the time, most of the time, most of the students like me will be starting thinking about the future. That will be the time their parents want them to be on their own, to stand on their own feet. So that's the time that we will start feeding the heat. So at that particular time, I was like, okay, so what's next? Now it's time for me to get out of the comfort zone. So I wanted to do MBA, but uh, at that particular point of time, the financial situation and everything was like not very uh, favor for me. So I decided like that I'll go and do any crash course and will go for a job. So the course that was on the peak then was logistics and cargo management. I was about to go and join for that. Then one evening I got a call from one of my uh, brother, one of my brother-in-law actually. So he asked me about, okay, yes, you had a plan to join for NPR, right? So what happened to that plan? So I said like, okay, so that's not going to happen now. Maybe I will do it later after I get a job. Then he said, okay, that's not how it's supposed to happen. You do one thing, forget about everything, decide 
that you are going to do this and find a college let's do rest everything i will take care so that was the turning point the first turning point i went to bangalore to pursue mba i joined ajara bangalore business school where the second and third turning point happened the second turning point was joining toastmasters international i met a faculty over there uh, she has introduced toastmasters international to our college we worked together so when she said it was all about public speaking i realized that was the skill that i needed to be who am the time to be and in order to get a job that's very important that's very crucial i realized that and i jumped in okay i'm in i said we worked together to form the club for 8 months and uh, we started the club after so much struggle and that was the second turning point i started speaking i started meeting people and life started changing and the third turning point came when i decided to join in aditya birla so during the campus placement you know what happened the first a company came i have attended the interview i got rejected first level second interview again first level rejected third interview second level fourth interview i could secure the job but i did not join and finally the fifth interview i got selected in aditya birla so i decided to join and i worked there for three and a half years during that particular period uh, i was one among the top 5 employees who got promoted as a part of a program they have introduced a program called pragati and i was one among the five in, across india to get promoted so i worked there for three and a half years then i have uh, shifted i have actually uh, shifted the company and i joined with raymond as uh, their area manager franchise role and i worked there for a couple of months and then i have started groups and today we have started like uh, two and a half years before with a borrowed capital of 8 lakh rupees and within these two and a half years we are at 2.5 crore business doing business across the state yeah so that's the story about from a school kid who is a government school kid to the founder of groom's wedding house Yeah. So from the from my childhood I loved to speak. As we always say majority of the population has this uh, fear of public speaking. It's actually a blessing in disguise for the people who can actually speak because they will always get the opportunities. So I'm always grateful for all the opportunities that I have got from the schooling and uh, of course Toastmasters gave me a platform where I can actually learn this art. But if there is one person who ignited me to go from one level to next level who realized my potential, who believed in me, who inspired me, that is Sijil who again I met in Toastmasters. So he was the one who trusted me, trusted the speaker in me first. and then everything started changing so it's the whole credit goes to city yes
like uh, it's uh, obviously there will be full of thrones definitely because uh, i have completed my schooling in the vernacular language and then i landed in bangalore where i felt like i was from a different planet because i was not knowing anything i was not able to understand anything in the classroom as well so i had very difficult time so there was instances where uh, like couple of months i did not understand anything what's going on in the classroom and then i started understanding something and then when i was asked to ask questions though i know the answers i know i was in a state like i don't have a voice i was not able to speak so that was a terrible state and then again i made a terrible mistake in front of two 50 students in a seminar hall and everybody laughed at me that was very difficult situation for me and then that day i decided okay so i'm going to learn this language i'm going to do anything what it takes to so when i am talking about it it's hell out of challenges because the first challenge is with yourself because you have to be in control you have to be on track you cannot make an excuse so when all of my friends were actually partying hard i was there attending meetings over there when everybody was playing i was in the library when everybody was enjoying their vacation at their home i stayed back in the hostel to learn more so it was a transition period it was definitely full of thorns you need to walk through the thorns and you need to feel that pain and definitely everything will pay off so what i have learned from that journey is if you know what you want and if you know what is the price that you are going to pay or you will have to pay and if you are ready to pay that price definitely it will reward you so it was a, a journey that's full of thorns even that was the transformation period once you went through that then it's like okay so now you can achieve anything that you want you will never feel like that you are walking through this road that's the beauty of it many people who have the potential to be amazing speakers but they are still struggling so the basic problem is uh, they are focusing on themselves every time they are going to give a presentation they are focusing on themselves okay so what people think about me what if i make a mistake what if i stumble so that's the kind of thought everybody will have but the thing is your audience wants you to do the best your audience are there to support you now what's most important thing that you need to keep in mind the first thing it's not the messenger who is important but the message it's not about you but it's always about the message that you have it's about the information that you have so that will actually take away the pressure from your shoulder that's the first thing and the second thing you are speaking not to impress but you are there to express again that is taking away the focus from you you are there to share your ideas you are there to 
there to help your audience with the message with the information that you have it's always about that and the third thing it's so uh, very important it's very fascinating uh have fun have fun have fun never ever follow or never ever strive to become perfectionist it's not about perfection it's all about progress you will make mistake but have fun with it so these are the three things that i would tell to anybody who is actually striving to become a speaker qualities of a leader who should uh, like do amazing there are a lot and there are a lot of people a lot of illuminates uh, leaders who are actually talking about different leadership qualities among all what is my favorite is what simon sinek said the person who is very compassionate towards the people around you so compassion is one quality but i strongly believe what i strongly follow and what gave me the best result is compassion whenever i am being compassionate towards my employees towards my team members i have got the better results so if you are not getting a result from one of your employees if you are a compassionate leader first thing that you would do is you will go up to him and you will ask hey is everything okay there is everything work fine with you are you finding any difficulty can i help you with something so the moment that you ask that the other person will feel like okay so i'm considered i'm feeling i'm i mean i'm being understood so that is that is kind of feeling that you will that will make you feel obliged and you will you will definitely feel from inside okay so i have to give back this person cares so much so that has actually helped me a lot in my personal life as well as my uh, entrepreneurial life so that is the quality that i would really recommend to have in any leader definitely definitely that's how the mentor mentorship works every mentor cares a lot about the mentors they always want others to reach to their best potential and thank you very much for the opportunity i had fun i had like a very good time sharing whatever the little things that i have experienced thank you very much for the opportunity bhavna and wish you all the best for all the programs that you are you have been doing and you will be doing best of luck
Hello. Can you hear? Yes. Yes, I can hear. Okay. Good morning. I'm Bhavana. Today I'm interviewing an amazing personality, Toastmaster Riya Sayyaf. He is my mentor and always an inspiration for me to grow. Hi Riya, welcome. Hi Bhavana. Thank you very much. Okay, can we start? Yes, sure. Okay. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more and do more and become more, you are a leader. Ladies and gentlemen, today it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce such a leader before you, Toastmaster Riya Sayyaf. He is a successful entrepreneur, a trainer who was formerly associated with Aditya Birla Group. He is the co-founder of Samatwa, the Center for Excellence and Groom's Wedding Hub. Moreover, he is an internationally certified NLP practitioner and an established public speaker who has won various laurels in Kerala and Karnataka. He has been certified as a competent com- communicator and leader by Toastmasters International. He has served as the founder president of ABBS Toastmasters, vice president education of Calicut Toastmasters Club, pathway guide and ambassador of Toastmasters International and above all the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub. So let me welcome Toastmaster Riaz. Hi Riaz, how are you? Hi Bhavana, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, me too good. Okay. And Thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Can you explain in brief your exciting journey from a normal government school boy to the founder of Groom's Wedding Hub? Yeah, sure. That's always exciting for me too. So the journey started like any other typical government school kid. So I have started my schooling from GUPS Vadadala where I have done till my 7th grade and then I moved to HS Pengyamuk where I have completed my high school. So just like any other school kid, I was like a normal kid who doesn't have any idea about what going to do next or uh, I had no ambition, goals or any plans for the future. So they were like in the moment just have fun be with your friends and that mode. So after doing after completing my 10th standard so the grade were like okay okay average so just like any other any other average kid do I chose to do commerce in my plus 1 plus 2. So after plus 1 plus 2 commerce what is next for an average kid that beco. So that's what the custom that we do follow here. So I decided to do the BCom in Calicut University in one of the uh, nearest college uh, from my native. So completed BCom as well just like any other kid who went there just to have a blast in the college. Now the picture picture actually started changing after I completed BCom. Because that's the time, most of the time, most of the students like me will be starting thinking about the future. That will be the time their parents want them to be on their own, to stand on their own feet. So that's the time that we will start feeding the heat. So at that particular time, I was like, okay, so what's next? Now it's time for me to get out of the comfort zone. 
So I wanted to do MBA, but uh, at that particular point of time, the financial situation and everything was like not very uh, favor for me. So I decided like that I'll go and do any crash course and will go for a job. So the course that was on the peak then was logistics and cargo management. I was about to go and join for that. Then one evening I got a call from one of my uh, brother, one of my brother-in-law actually. So he asked me about, okay, yes, you had a plan to join for NPR, right? So what happened to that plan? So I said like, okay, so that's not going to happen now. Maybe I will do it later after I get a job. Then he said, okay, that's not how it's supposed to happen. You do one thing, forget about everything, decide that you are going to do this and find a college. Let's do rest everything. I will take care. So that was the turning point, the first turning point. I went to Bangalore to pursue MBA. I joined Ajara Bangalore Research School where the second and third turning point happened. The second turning point was joining Toastmasters International. I met a faculty over there. Uh, she has introduced Toastmasters International to our college. We worked together. So when she said it was all about public speaking, I realized that was the skill that I needed to be who I'm destined to be. And in order to get a job that's very important, that's very crucial, I realized that and I jumped in, okay, I'm in, I said. We worked together to form the club for eight months and uh, we started the club after so much struggle. And that was the second turning point. I started speaking, I started meeting people and life started changing. And the third turning point came when I decided to join in Aditya Birla. So during the campus placement, you know what happened? The first, a company came, I have attended the interview, I got rejected, first level. Second interview, again first level rejected. Third interview, second level. Fourth interview, I could secure the job but I did not join. And finally the fifth interview, I was selected in Aditya Pidla. So I decided to join. And I worked there for three and a half years during that particular period. Uh, I was one among the top five employees who got promoted as a part of a program. They have introduced a program called Prakati. And I was one among the five in, across India to get promoted. So I worked there for three and a half years. Then I have uh, shifted. I have actually uh, shifted the company and I joined with Raymond as uh, their area manager franchisee role. And I worked there for a couple of months and then I have started groups. And today we have started like uh, two and a half years before with a borrowed capital of 8 lakh rupees. And within these two and a half years we are at 2.5 crore business doing business across the state. Yeah. So that's the story about from a school kid who is a government school kid to the founder of Groom's Wedding House. childhood I love to speak 
as we always say majority of the population has this uh, fear of public speaking so it's actually a blessing in disguise for the people who can actually speak because they will always get the opportunities so i'm always grateful for all the opportunities that i have got from this schooling and uh, of course those masters gave me a platform where i can actually learn this art but if there is one person who ignited me to go from one level to next level who realized my potential who believed in me who inspired me that is Sijil who again I met in Toastmasters so he was the one who trusted me trusted the speaker in me first and then everything started changing so it's the whole credit goes to Sijil yes Obviously, there will be full of thrones, definitely, because uh, I have completed my schooling in the vernacular language, and then I landed in Bangalore, where I felt like I was from a different planet because I was not knowing anything. I was not able to understand anything in the classroom as well. So I had very difficult time. So there was instances where, uh, like, couple of months, I did not understand anything what's going on in the classroom, and then. i started understanding something and then when i was asked to ask questions though i know the answers i would know i was in a state like i don't have a voice i was not able to speak so that was a terrible state and then again i made a terrible mistake in front of two 50 students in a seminar hall and everybody laughed at me that was very difficult situation for me and then that day i decided okay so i'm going to learn this language i'm going to do anything what it takes to so when i am talking about it it's hell of challenges because the first challenge is with yourself because you have to be in control you have to be on track you cannot make an excuse so when all of my friends were actually partying hard i was there attending meetings over there when everybody was playing i was in the library when everybody was enjoying their vacation at their home i stayed back in the hostel to learn more so it was a transition period it was definitely full of thorns you need to walk through the thorns and you need to feel that pain and definitely everything will pay off so what i have learned from that journey is if you know what you want and if you know what is the price that you are going to pay or you will have to pay and if you are ready to pay that price definitely it will reward you so it was a, a journey that's full of thorns even that was the transformation period once you went through that then it's like okay so now you can achieve anything that you want you will never feel like that you are walking through the thorns that's the beauty of it Sure. So, uh, 
I have seen many people who have the potential to be amazing speakers, but they are still struggling. So the basic problem is uh, they are focusing on themselves. Every time they are going to give a presentation, they are focusing on themselves. Okay, so what people think about me? What if I make a mistake? What if I stumble? So that's the kind of thought everybody will have. But the thing is, your audience wants you to do the best. Your audience are there to support you. Now, what's most important thing that you need to keep in mind? The first thing, it's not the messenger who is important, but the message. It's not about you, but it's always about the message that you have. It's about the information that you have. So that will actually take away the pressure from your shoulder. That's the first thing. And the second thing, you are speaking not to impress, but you are there to express. Again, that is taking away the focus from you. You are there to share your ideas. You are there to you are there to help your audience with the message, with the information that you have. It's always about that. And the third thing, it's uh, very important, it's very fascinating. Uh, have fun, have fun, have fun. Never ever follow or never ever strive to become perfectionist. It's not about perfection, it's all about progress. You will make mistakes, but have fun with it. So these are the three things that I would tell to anybody who is actually striving to become a speaker. So we must have a clear message and we should have have some fun along with uh, uh, talking. Yes. Exactly. qualities of a leader who should uh, like do amazing there are a lot and there are a lot of people a lot of illuminates uh, leaders who are actually talking about different leadership qualities among all what is my favorite is what simon sinek said the person who is very compassionate towards the people around you so compassion is one quality but i strongly believe what i strongly follow and what gave me the best result is compassion whenever i am being compassionate towards my employees towards my team members i have got the better results so if you are not getting a result from one of your employees if you are a compassionate leader first thing that you would do is you will go up to him and you will ask hey is everything okay there is everything work fine with you are you finding any difficulty can i help you with something so the moment that you ask that the other person will feel like okay so i'm considered i'm feeling i'm i mean i'm being understood so that is that is kind of feeling that you will that will make you feel obliged and you will you will definitely feel from inside okay so i have to give back this person cares so much so that has actually helped me a lot in my personal life as well as my uh, entrepreneurial life 
So that is the quality that I would really recommend to have in any leader. Definitely, definitely. That's how the mentor mentorship works. Every mentor cares a lot about the mentors. They always want others to reach to their best potential. Pleasure, pleasure. Your words are not only inspiring, but also an insight on how we do leadership. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, and thank you very much for the opportunity. I had fun. I had like a very good time sharing whatever the little things that I have experienced. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Bhavna. And wish you all the best for all the programs that you are, you have been doing, and you will be doing. Best of luck.